It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Up 192 units over the past 365 days, Ralph Michaels and Akeem Profit to that number one and number two in NBA Profit combined. Sitting at number one is Ralph Michaels at 107 units, and right behind him in number two is Akeem Profit picking up 86 units. For a limited time, you can get seven days of NBA picks from both Ralph Michaels and Akeem Profit for only $69, coming out to less than $10 per day or less than $5 per day per handicapper. The special discounted price includes all NBA client releases over the next seven days, including any rare 5% NBA best bets generally priced at $35. You don't want to miss out on this two for one from our number two and one. Welcome to Wager Talk TV. I'm Carmine Bianco, and this is Stoppage Time. This is the Thursday EPL edition. We are going to look at three games that are on this weekend's card. We're going to look at Newcastle and Chelsea, Wolverhampton and Arsenal, and a Sunday fixture as Man United travel to take on Fulham. Uh, with me from wagertalk.com, it's Kevin Dolan, Nick Borman, and from Sports Memo, Pablos Lagaretos. Kev, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to bring you in. The red cards were flying in your 5% play yesterday in Spain. And a good thing, normally when these red cards come out, it is against us. But this one was good for you. Two red cards to Sevilla put them down uh, to nine men, uh, 10 or 11 versus nine, and put you in a great position to win your bet yesterday and a big 5% winner. Congrats. Yeah, thanks very much, Carmine. Um, nice five percent winner. Obviously, moves us to fourteen and four. Uh, our last eighteen La Liga best bets, twenty-one and eight, on a bit of a longer streak as well. So the crown still fits, still the king of Spain. But uh, um, lost a few of the other smaller players over in Europe. Uh, I think Nick knows what I'm talking about. I got cloned as well. 
over in Jersey. <laughs> uh, Roma couldn't get it done either. But no complaints overall. Um, and, you know, looking forward to talking about what will be the last weekend in domestic action for uh, a few weeks. Yeah, it is the last week of domestic action uh, as the World Cup is coming. And on next Tuesday's show, we are going to do a World Cup preview. Um, I already have one up uh, on Wager Talk TV with Kelly Stewart, but we are going to do a stoppage time World Cup show. I want to hear what the boys have to say. I'm pretty sure neither one of them is going to pick the Italians to win the World Cup. <laughs> oh, we won't lose the game. I can guarantee you that much. <laughs> Nick Borman, I hope you're feeling a ton better than you were on Tuesday. I am feeling much better. Yes, thank you. It was a rough, uh, it was about a 24-hour bug, but yeah, it got through me. It was, it was bad. Uh, but I did go through, a, uh, I warned about it on Tuesday's show that there might be a colonoscopy in, going on, and I, I did get that, as Kevin mentioned, as Colm was my best bet on Tuesday. I took a 1-0 lead. I thought we were sitting pretty, and then uh, Leverkusen struck twice really quickly in the second half, and that was over. But uh, Premier League has been my second best league uh, this season, so I'm excited to talk about, about that this weekend behind only the Champions League. So I guess I got to thank you guys. It must be the extra time and effort, you know, breaking down these games and going into making notes for every, every sh uh, show that has me digging deeper than I've ever dug in these leagues. And uh, I'm certainly doing good in both of them. So I'm look, excited to talk Premier League action one more weekend. I just kind of upset. I like, I like I'm excited for the World Cup. I can't lie, but kind of upset that the domestic leagues are going to take what's going to feel like forever off. So uh, just as we're starting to get a group going, but it is what it is. And uh, we'll figure it out as we go along. But one more weekend of Premier League to try to catch them. Way to go. And speaking of digging, this guy cannot walk into a, any bar in Greece without the girls just digging him. Pablo Slagaretos, what's going on? Uh, really nice, Carmine. After a rough uh, Thursday and Friday, I believe, uh, both in terms of betting and in personal life, with a lot of drinking involved, uh, I did a really good run with 8-3 and three in the NHL and the soccer uh, from uh, Sunday up until yesterday. Um, I really love some of these midweek features. Um, I have some plays loaded at my page. Go over and check it out. I'm super excited to talk about the last and very tricky, I should say, uh, match day of the EPL uh, heading to the World Cup. And tricky it is. So we are going to get right to it. We're going to jump right into uh, a Saturday fixture. It is Newcastle and Chelsea. Let's have a look at the numbers on this one. Newcastle plus 132 at home. The draw is plus 244. Chelsea plus 209. Nick, I'm going to make this easy. Um, there was a bunch of midweek games, EFL. Usually, typically, you're worried about uh, uh, teams uh, after a short week, but it shows you the, uh, I, I think I'm going to use the lack of importance. I don't want to disparage the EFL mm -hmm. Cup. But I don't think a lot of the top teams take this seriously. You could look at the Arsenal lineup. You could look at the Man City lineup, although uh, decent because of their big bench. Uh, and even the Chelsea lineup, a lot of these teams didn't feature a majority of their uh, top players in that one. So I'm not worried about this weekend as far as uh, player recovery. I'm going to take Chelsea here. I'm taking the shocker here. I'm taking Graham Potter's team to go to Newcastle and get a win. Uh, last two seasons, they are 4-0 against this Newcastle team. A different Newcastle team this year, but this one just smells of an upset for me. And the upset is Chelsea at plus 209. So I'm taking Chelsea here. Nick, tell us what you got. I don't uh, I don't disagree at all, Carmen. I mean, I don't think it's an upset. I think Chelsea is a good play here. Uh, you know, you have to look back at the beginning of the season. If these teams play on week one, 
match day one, what are we looking at? Chelsea laying a quarter of a goal or maybe even a half a goal, you know, in this spot. It's a lot has certainly changed in the 13, 14 weeks uh, that are games that these teams have played so far this season. Uh, and you can't take anything away from what Newcastle have done. I mean, if we look at their numbers, they rank top six in every major category. Expected goals, expected goals allowed, shots for, shots on target, shots allowed, blah, 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 blah. So it's no wonder they sit third in the table. They only have one loss in the year, came against Liverpool. Uh, they own a very strong plus 17 goal differential. They scored the third most goals in the league, allowed the joint fewest. At home, they've yet to lose a match, four wins, three draws. I mean, it's nothing but good things to say about Newcastle. The concern I have, and I'll take a page out of our buddy Kevin Dolan's book here, is at what point do we start losing value? And did we? And really, a better way to put it, at what point did we miss our chance to beat the odds makers on a certain team? I think this has now gotten to that point. I mean, as I mentioned, if this is the beginning of the season, we're not seeing anything like this this number. And to be able to get Chelsea now catching goals at Newcastle, I can't imagine saying that any time in the last few years. And again, it's not taking away anything that Newcastle's done. Uh, and Chelsea certainly have had their issues. Uh, but at some point, we're, we're starting to lose that value. And I think that might be happening. If you look at the against the spread records this year, Newcastle is 11-2-1. and two and one. Again, that, that those numbers are going to adjust, and that's going to start to come back. Chelsea, 4-8-1. and one. And again, I think that's what we're seeing right now. 2-1 to one on our money on Chelsea is too good to pass up. I agree, Carm. I'll play it safer, and I'll just suggest taking the head start on getting a quarter of a goal. That way, at least if it draws, we're still cashing half our half our wager. But I don't mind putting a little money on the two to one number as well. So I agree by Chelsea here on Chelsea here. Um, as I say that, I also wouldn't be surprised if they go ahead and lose this thing by three goals. But I think the value is on the Blues in this one. All right, Nick Borman, wagertalk.com. Pablos, uh, I get Nick's point taking the goal. I, I'm looking for a bigger slice of the pie. And sometimes like recency bias or lack of, you look at Chelsea's record and you and, and you think they've lost three of their last four. But again, an EFL Cup game against Man City at the Etihad where neither team really fielded their best squad uh, the weekend prior to that. Uh, or, or last weekend, they lose to Arsenal. But this is an Arsenal team that seemed to be beating everyone other than Man United. And then a loss at Brighton um, a week uh, back of that. And that was one of those games where it was an emotionally charged game. Grandpa coming back to the team that he left to go and, ch- uh, to go and uh, manage Chelsea. So uh, I can make excuses, but uh, I just think this price is way too high on Chelsea. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that uh, that price is way too high for Chelsea. Might be a trap, but if I had to pick a winner here or a side, I'd definitely go with Chelsea, even if Newcastle won. I mean, there's clear value in backing Chelsea here. Uh, however, this is a very strange match. Uh, Newcastle being the favourites at home, and I just don't like it, even if they end up winning. Uh, yes, Chelsea have a lot of problems right now, but those prices on, on Chelsea are quite tasty, and I was actually tempted to pick some kind of side bet for Chelsea. However, They do have a lot of international players who are getting ready for the World Cup, and this is the final match before the break. So I expect players to be very, very careful in this match and actually in every other match that involves players who are going to go to the World Cup in uh, 10 days. And uh, I'm leaning towards the under here. Um, Under two and a half goals is at minus 105. I like it here more than than any kind of side bet. Uh, Five of the last six matches between the two sides had under two and a half goals. And again, this particular uh, match is just 10 days away from the World Cup. So I keep you know, saying that, but that's the truth. Nobody is going to go into harm's way for a league match. Uh, so I expect a quiet match between the two sides. I like the under two and a half goals. Don't care who wins. 
don't care who wins. And the final word on the uh, Chelsea Newcastle uh, fixture on Saturday will go to the King of Spain, Kevin Dolan. Um, you know, I couldn't help but kind of laugh to myself, Carmine, when you started off with, you know, I'm gonna pick the I'm gonna pick the plucky underdog here. I'm gonna go with the shocker, <laughs> Chelsea. You know, because, <laughs> because just that sentence alone shows you how much of a dumpster fire this team have been of late. When Chelsea or or, the, or I'm gonna be pick a surprise team, Chelsea, like you know, I mean, you know, eighteen months back, whatever it was, they win the Champions League. This version of Chelsea, or I mean, I've seen better Sunday league stuff. Um, look, I got sucked in a few weeks ago with Brighton. I thought that line was similar to this one. Like, obviously, there's a quarter goal difference, but I thought, look, getting Chelsea off pick, uh, that's a fantastic value. They get run over 4 1. Um, because in that game, I ignored the stats. Uh, Brighton clearly the better team. Um, but I thought Chelsea might step up to the plate, and they didn't. So, I've been born once. I'm not going to put my hand back on the fire in Chelsea in this one. I'll take Newcastle. Obviously, look, if you're into you know long-term trends, you know Chelsea won seven of the last eight head-to-heads against Newcastle across any venue. But uh, you know, Nick mentioned some of Newcastle's figures this year. They've been a freight train under Eddie Howe. Or only Arsenal, Manchester City, obviously the top two teams in the league, have better overall home records than Newcastle. They haven't lost a, a game at home since April. Um, their only loss this season was that 98th minute, you know, ridiculous goal. Liverpool managed to score against them back in September. But, you know, at the end of the day, as I said, uh, when I was reviewing the Brighton game a few weeks ago, looking at this one, if you just took the crests of either shirt, um, made them all wear white shorts, and you presented the data sheets, you'd think it was Man City playing Forest Green Rovers. Uh, in no disrespect to Forest Green fans out there. I want no beef with your ultras, but, you know, show me these types of data sheets on paper. I can only look one way. And if this was any other two different team names, Bar, Newcastle, Chelsea, you'd be all over uh, Newcastle with these figures. So, look, I mean, Chelsea have the talent definitely to step up, but until I see it, um, yeah, Newcastle for me, minus a quarter, even money. All right, Kevin Dolan, and for you four screen people looking for him, you can find him at kdolan at gmail.uk. <laughs> All right, we are going to get into the second game. Actually, the recap. Let's look at the recap. Uh, I always forget this. I apologize. The recap of today's picks in the first game. I am on Chelsea plus 206. Nick's on taking Chelsea plus a quarter goal. Pablo's on the under two and a half. And Kevin going against Nick. So they are going mano a mano, and he's taking Newcastle plus eight or minus a quarter goal. All right, let's get into the second game, guys. This is the, the one I'm, I'm looking forward to because uh, the discussion, because it is our favorite team to talk about, Jenga. Arsenal it is Wolverhampton and Arsenal. The numbers here, Wolverhampton plus 503 at home. The draw is plus 326. Arsenal minus 182. Those are the openers. Kev, I'm going to go back to you on this one. I'm going to take Arsenal. I'm just going to make it quite simple. I'm going to take Arsenal until uh, I, I may be falling for that trap that I waited too long to take them. Uh, I have taken them at some times during this year. They're playing extremely well. The EFL Cup just shows you uh, that they were not interested in that competition. They are looking at the bigger picture here, which is this league title. Uh, guys who did not play or did not start in that game, Saka wasn't even on the bench. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, Martinelli, Odegaard, uh, Partey, uh, Ben White, uh, Shaka, 
Zinchenko, none of those guys featured, came in late in the second half to get them uh, a little bit of time on that field. Uh, they're looking for this weekend's game and to stay atop the Premier League. So Arsenal for me, minus 182, it's, it's a bigger price. You could probably lay the three quarters of a goal uh, if you can find it, but that's where I'm going here, Kev. Um, you know, old habits have probably cost me a little bit um, to start the season. Carmine, I'm a bit of a stubborn old dog when it comes to this. I've been kind of sitting out. You know, there's a couple of teams this season that obviously if I had a, you know, I was following the data, but I wasn't trusting the data 100%, if you know what I mean. There's a couple of teams, obviously, like Arsenal, like Napoli, that, you know, you'd be living in the penthouse if you backed them every week from the start of the season. But you're waiting for that inevitable collapse uh, with the Jenga. It hasn't come. Um, and this Arsenal team, oh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they really do uh, look like the goods. But even saying that, uh, you know, running the numbers here, I don't see an awful lot of value. At the current line, you know, minus one on the handicap. Uh, I made this one right around the number myself. But, you know, there's a definitely a small part of me as well that it wants to wait until every handicapper on the planet has this Arsenal game locked in as a 5% max bet game of the week this week. Uh, and then I'm going to come in last minute, you know, two minutes for game time, <laughs> stick a little 1% play on Arsenal and watch it all come tumbling down as uh, as Wolves. You know, it'll be like that. You know, you've seen that meme where the little girl standing across the street and the house is boarding and she's smiling. That'll be me like this weekend. But um, I'm going to pivot here instead. I'm going to take a look at the total. Uh, Arsenal's recent uh, XGA numbers on defence have been absolutely fantastic. They're ranked number one in the league since October 8th. Um, you know, they face a Wolves team here that while they have scored in four of the last five games overall, they're coming in well under the league average in terms of chances created over the last month. So I think this total is a quarter goal too high personally. I think Arsenal to kind of win this game 2-0, um, that's the most likely here. I think the books have it the most likely as well. Wolves could ruin the party. They've done it before. Um, maybe 1-1 one, one type of result. But either way, I don't see three goals in this game. I think it'll be fairly cagey. So, uh, yeah, under 2.75 for me. I think that's uh, a fair play here. All right. Arsenal 1-0 uh, satisfies us both. Even 2-0 uh, works for us. Pablo, so i going to go to you next on this one. Can you make any case for the uh, home dog here? Mm, not really, because, you know, actually I can, because they, they recently hired uh, Lopetegui from, uh, from Sevilla, and that's probably, I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure how that's going to pan out for them. However, I'm not going anywhere near the sides. I totally agree with Kevin's uh, case for the under. I like the under 2.75 goals here as well. Uh, zero, one or two goals give us a, give, give us a full win. Three goals is a half win, and we only lose with four goals or more in this match. Now, just one of the last 13 matches between the two sides had four goals or more. Four of those 13 matches had exactly three goals, which is good enough for a half win. And eight of the last 13 matches between the two sides had two goals or fewer. So this might actually be a good case to pick uh, the two or three goals prop. But I wouldn't be surprised if Arsenal won by a slim one to nil. So Wolves have one of the league's lowest goal averages with just 2.1 goals per match and uh, 2.3 goals per, per home match. Arsenal might have one of the highest goal averages in the league, but that's mostly due to their home performances. On the road, they have a mere 2.3 goals per match. Now, Wolves missing a ton of players and um, uh, several of, the, of their forwards, where Arsenal have been really excellent uh, on the defence on the road, keeping five clean seats in seven away matches in the EPL. So sign me up for the under 2.75 goals here at minus 115. 
All right, Paulo Sagretos of Sports Memo. Nick, you get the last word on this one. No arguments on anybody for me here. Uh, I totally could agree with the under. I mean, Wolves have been just inept offensively, to say the least. 0.85 expected goals per match ranks 19th in the league. They've generated less than one expected goal, uh, or excuse me, more than one expected goal, just five matches this season. Their eighth goal, goal scored ranks dead last. Uh, and that's just not something to be excited about as as Arsenal comes to town. And if we look at the numbers, obviously, Arsenal are right there behind Man City. Basically, every time you see a two next to their name, Man City is the team ahead of them. Uh, Liverpool on the offensive shot volume is ahead of them as well. But other than that, Arsenal are clearly the better team in this game. But I'll argue against my last point I made in the Newcastle-Chelsea game is that we definitely have, I believe, we've missed the value on Newcastle to this point of the season. Well, the value on Arsenal is long gone. There's no denying that. Arsenal has quickly become a public team. Anytime you get a team that just starts to win and win and win, public jumps all over them. And Arsenal is going to be overvalued from here on out until they start to you know, lose or show a big-time losing streak, and I don't think that's coming. Um, and we've all joked about you know the Arsenal slide, when's it coming, but it just ha- hasn't happened. And it, quite the opposite, in fact. They continue to show up. Uh, and step up in the biggest matches that they need to. Granted, you wouldn't consider Wolves a big match, but I look at it a little differently. It's the last match before the World Cup, right? Carm, you mentioned it. They want to stay on top of this Premier League and sit there for the next five weeks as the team on top. So I think it is a big match for them, and I see them focused in this in this spot on the year. Arsenal 8-4 and four against the spread, 8-4-1. Wolverhampton 4-9-1. and one. Again, the value is definitely gone here, but I am not going to get in front of this freight train right now. I'll lay the goal with Arsenal. Uh, you can go ahead and take the the, the three-way money line, as, as Carr mentioned as well. Higher price, obviously, at minus 182 or 85, whatever you can get. But I, either way, I think at minus one, we're, we're looking at a worst-case push here if it's a 1-0, 2-1 maybe. But I, I do agree that Wolves are probably not going to be on the board here, so I like, I like laying the goal. All right, there you have it, guys. Uh, our... Um... Thoughts on Arsenal and Wolverhampton? Let's look at the recap up on the screen. I'm on Arsenal. I'm just taking the the full money line on them, uh, not sweating the goals. Nick says he's fine with sweating the goals. Let's take Arsenal (laughs) minus one. Mm -hmm. And it's a couple unders, Pablos and Kevin, uh, sharing some pints together in Europe and cheering for (laughs) no goals in this game, or actually a 2-0 Arsenal win makes us all happy. I think you guys are good with that. Uh, it gets us all of the bread. All right, guys, before we head into the Sunday fixture between Man United and Fulham, I want to mention the show promo. And this is what this is an important one with the World Cup literally 10 days away. It is the buy one, get one feature. Uh, this is the last week for this promo. If you head over to wagertalk.com and sports memo and click on one of the cappers pages that are on this show, you can get two months of soccer for the price of one. That is a great deal. Of course, with the World Cup, with domestic league play. And then it's obviously going to take you into January as well, too, as the domestic leagues return. uh, And then Champions League is right around the corner. Um, But uh, it is a great deal, $199 for two months of soccer. Head over to wagertalk.com or Sports Memo to take advantage of that promo. All right, boys. Man United, we can't stop talking about this team for for some reason. But they are. this is probably the best game on the Sunday card in the Premier League. So let's have a look at the numbers on this one. Fulham is plus 295 at home. The draw is plus 291. Man United minus 115 here. Pablos, I'm going to go to you first on this one. I'm going to make it short and quick. It is another one of those ones where you might call it a tricky fixture. 
Fulham uh, uh, seems to be playing well, but this is one where they may want to try and pick up a point. I think United are uh, in the position where they might want to pick up a result. I don't see a lot of goals in this one. I'm going under three. I don't think we see four goals in this game. So uh, under three is a play for me. Yeah, the other three actually looks really nice, especially with uh, Kiman Mitrovic uh, out of this contention. He has a couple of broken bones in his foot. He's going to miss at least the first game of the World Cup against Brazil. And they, even though they do have some quality up front, nothing can match the quality of Mitrovic. So, um, however, when I looked at this match, it was really confusing to pick either a side or a total. So I went a different way. I'm going to take... Both teams to get two cards each, uh, two or more cards each at minus 110. So this is a prop that essentially wins if uh, the two teams get a couple of cards each. And when you look at the stats, uh, Fulham have been awarded the most cards in the EPL so far with 36 cards in 14 matches, an average of 2.57 cards per match. Manchester United also the most cards in the EPL with 36 in one fewer match, in 13 matches. So they have an average of 2.77 cards per match. Fulham have been awarded at least a couple of cards in 12 of their 14 matches, regardless of venue, and in 6 of 7 home matches so far. Manchester United have been awarded at least a couple of cards in 10 of 13 EPL matches and in 6 of 7 away matches in the EPL. So uh, the referee, because you always have to look at the referee, has an average of 4.18 cards per match this season, and last season his average was uh, a little over 4, 4.07. So I'm going to take both teams to get two plus cards each at minus 110. Don't care who wins. I just want a bloodbath. He just wants a bloodbath. What a way to end the last weekend of uh, of domestic league football with yep. a bloodbath. Uh, but if it is a bloodbath, you would be looking at the Red Devils, uh, I think, here. So, um, Nick, give me your thoughts on this one. Well, I'll start off by saying I've struggled to get a good read on United all season, and I have avoided wagering on most of their matches. Uh, I finally decided to back them last weekend and got rewarded with a 1-3 loss at Aston Villa, so full disclosure on United. Uh, however, Fulham, they've been a much easier read this year, and that is simply goals. And I know, uh, you know Mitrovic is out, but they have the highest both teams to score record in the league, 11-3. They also own a 10-4 and over-under record, and 12 of their 14 matches have reached at least three goals. Their defense is terrible, right? That's the key here. They allow 2.13 expected goals per game, most in the league. So their only option is to push for goals, uh, which they rank actually respectable um, number 10 in the league and own a 1.39 expected goal average. So defensively, absolutely atrocious. Offensively, middle of the pack, and it's, it's again, because they have to. They, they can't count on their defense to do anything, so they got to go for that for, for goals. Fulham have only been held off the score sheet twice this season, came against Wolves and Everton, both in nil-nil draws. Otherwise, they've scored in every other match, including Man City, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, and uh, our new league sweethearts, Newcastles. Uh, Man Manchester United, They've kept five clean sheets on the year, only two on the road, though, and none in their last four, including conceding to both Everton and Aston Villa, as I just mentioned. Uh, Fulham, they just play an a style of game that's just likely to present opportunities both ways. Um, and, you know, if, if United especially kind of get a comfortable lead here, which I think they will, uh, I don't see them really, you know, doing their best effort defensively. I think they'll just kind of have fun with this last game if it kind of gets to that point, and then that could open us up for an even better chance for Fulham to score. So 
Uh, Carmen, you mentioned taking under three. I like the over. I don't like it at three. Um, so I'm going to combine the markets of both teams to score and over two and a half. So I can essentially buy down the total to get to over two and a half. I think if it's going to go over, it's only probably going to happen if both teams get on the board. So I like the combo play of both teams to score and over two and a half goals, which is priced mm-hmm. fairly at uh, my 110. So that's how I look at this one. All right, Kev, we are going to give you the last word on this one. Nick had mentioned last week it was uh, – Man United and Aston Villa, and they're actually playing today on Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern time in the EFL Cup. So we don't know who's even going to feature in that one. But Sancho and Anthony are both, um, I think, not available for this one. Uh, Anthony is injured. Sancho is uh, has an illness. So um, we'll see what kind of a lineup they put out. But does uh, a Thursday fixture uh, influence what you're going to do on Sunday with this United team? Probably not all that much, Carmine, but again, this is my weakest selection of the three games we've covered so far in today's show. Um, but saying that, you know, Fulham's data actually stacks up pretty decently against Manchester United in this spot. You know, um, Nick talked about some of their numbers. They have the better overall XG Fulham that is um, based on home road form split this season. Um, in fact, Fulham actually ranked top six in the league at home this year on overall chances created. So, you know, as Nick mentioned, they're definitely getting it done on the offensive end this uh, this year. But, you know, as he also mentioned, their defense is incredibly suspect. They rank dead last in the league on overall defensive XG at home this season. They rank bottom half in that same category since mid-October as well. I like to stick in a bit of recency bias there too. So, you know, we've got a team in Fulham on one side who have been, you know, red hot offensively. You know, top six in the league and overall XG, but, you know, extremely brittle defensively facing the team in United, who have been fairly average this year, you know, in both of those categories, you know, bottom half in the league and overall offensive XG away from home this season. And they have been a lot better defensively, I will say, especially over the last month. So that plays into your under. But even so, this is a tricky one to call for me, especially with that international break coming up and the midweek cup games as well. So... As I really don't know who's going to win this game um, or cover this game, I should say. Um, I'll take a, a punt with Fulham going to head um, at a plus uh, plus half goal, minus 105 here, but it will not be making my card for Sunday. All right, there you have it, Kevin Dolan, with the final thoughts on Fulham and Man United. Let's have a look at the recap for this one. I'm on the under three here. Nick is on both teams to score and over two and a half. Nick and I kind of going mano a mano. Pablo's both teams to score, uh, plus each team picking up yellow cards. And Kev is on Fulham plus half a goal. Guys, we're going to get into our best bet segment of the show. And I want to remind you, next Tuesday, we will be doing a World Cup preview show. It'll be the stoppage time World Cup preview show. We're going to talk about... Um, not so much the opening games, but we are going to talk about uh, who we think are uh, uh, good future bets, uh, betting favorites. We'll look at a couple of dark horses as well, too. Each guy will give their opinions on the tournament and how we think it's going to unfold. So make sure you tune in next Tuesday at 10 a.m. stoppage time, the World Cup preview. All right, guys, our best bet segment of the show, and uh, we'll kick it off with Nick. Nick, you're going to Germany. Tell us what you got. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Bundesliga uh, for best bet this weekend, and that's taking the hottest team in the Bundesliga, uh, Leipzig, on the road here at Werder Bremen. Uh, Leipzig, slow start to the season, uh, easily, like I said, the hottest team now, unbeaten 12 straight matches, 10 wins, 2 draws, 
between the Bundesliga and the Champions League. Their record on the road has not been good with just one win this season, but they have played much better in their last three, even though they have just one win to show for it, averaging 1.84 expected goals and allowing just 1.24. Uh, Werder Bremen have a tough two, two game stretch. They got spanked one to six uh, against Bayern on Tuesday, and they now face, face uh, Leipzig. Werder do have three home wins this year and six total on the season, which is pretty solid, but almost all of those have come against the bottom of the table teams, with the exception being Dortmund in the game that you guys I'm sure remember where they scored three goals after the 89th minute to win. And there's no way Leipzig's defense, if they're in that position, would ever allow that to happen. Uh, Leipzig rank number two or number three in every major category in the league, uh, even though they're they're not up there yet in the table. And I think it's going to be coming there. As you can see now, the ascent is on the way. So I like Leipzig getting a decent price here on the road uh, at Werder Bremen. They've won. Um, each of the last four league meetings versus Bremen, I think they'll go five in a row uh, on Saturday. All right. Best of luck there, Nick. And now, Pablos, you're going to take us over to England in an EPL best bet. Tell us what you got. Yeah, uh, I'm uh, one ten and 5 in my last 15 plays in all sports. 4-0 running NHL. Yes, of course. I have a soccer two-pack for tonight, an NHL play for the day, uh, of the day for tonight, and 4% uh, uh, best bets uh, for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Now, my best bet uh, is uh, Bournemouth versus Everton match. I'm going to side with Bournemouth on the pick-em line at even money. The two teams uh, met a couple of days ago in the Cup, where Bournemouth blasted Everton by 4-1 to at home. And these two will meet again in the same venue. So I like Bournemouth on the pick line here. Uh, they use mainly the reserves in that midweek uh, cup match. And they, just three or four starters. And they, most of them were defenders. Now, Everton used a lot of starters in that match. And they were seriously exposed by Bournemouth's bench. Now, Bournemouth have historically been quite good as hosts against Everton. They've lost just one of the last seven at home with four wins, one loss and two draws. So I like Bournemouth on the pick line at even money. I think that's a sure winner. All right, best of luck, Pablos. Kev, over to you. And you are staying in England as well. Tell us what you got. So Pavlos finally does care who wins. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a Saturday soccer double pack up already. Uh, that's loaded up a wage up. We've got a 4% NHL best bet loaded up for tonight as well. Um, yeah, so head on over to Wages Talk for those. In terms of a best bet, yes, we're staying in the EPL. And I'm taking the Aston Villa Brighton game over 2.5 here on Sunday. Um, you know, both teams are averaging far higher chances created that over the last month than the league average. Villa also ranked second last in the league on defensive XG over that time frame as well, ahead of only Chelsea. But thankfully, I don't need to talk about them anymore. Um, so I see goals in this one. You know, Brighton's numbers have been solid defensively on the season as a whole, but they're really starting to open it up now on the Deserby. And I think Aston Villa, you know, kind of responding kind here, you know, put up three, <coughs> sorry, three goals against Manchester United at the weekend. So, I think that carries on here. I think we see goals in this one. So, uh, yeah, over 2.5 goals for me between Aston Villa, Brighton on Sunday, minus 110 best bet. Best of luck to you, Kev. And I am going to stay in England for mine. Uh, three plays up in soccer today on Thursday. Um, four plays up in NHL tonight as we look to keep our streak on the ice going well. And then, uh, obviously, the NFL Thursday night primetime game. So pick up a one-day all-access if you're watching this, uh, as you'll get all of those plays uh, all in one package. Uh, I'm going to go back to the – I'm going to stick with the EPL as well, too. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The Man City to win in over three-and-a-half goals. <clears throat> Excuse me. Seven games at home in Premier League uh, this year for this team. The first six easily uh, 
uh, one on this prop, Man City, and over three and a half. You can take it again. The only one that didn't hit was their last home game in which they picked up a uh, Cancelo, a 26-minute red card after they were up 1-0. They still won that game 2-1, but that would have been a much different game. So 6-1 with this prop at home. We're going to go for 7-1, Man City, and over three and a half as your uh, show best bet. Guys, let's have a look at the recap of our best bets up on the screen. City win over three and a half for me at even money. Uh, Nick with Leipzig minus 120. Pavlos with Bournemouth PK. Uh, Pickham, he cares who wins this one. And of course, Kevin Dolan, Aston Villa, Brighton over two and a half goals. Guys, uh, a reminder, we'll be back on Tuesday, 10 a.m. for the um, World Cup preview show. Uh, again, we wish you the best of luck for myself, Nick Borman, Kevin Dolan, and Pablo Slagaretos. This is Stoppage Time. Thanks for tuning in, and good luck with your wagers. Up 192 units over the past 365 days, Ralph Michaels and Akeem Profit to that number one and number two in NBA Profit combined. Sitting in number one is Ralph Michaels at 107 units, and right behind him in number two is Akeem Profit picking up 86 units. For a limited time, you can get seven days of NBA picks from both Ralph Michaels and Akeem Profit for only $69, coming out to less than $10 per day or less than $5 per day per handicapper. The special discounted price includes all NBA client releases over the next seven days, including any rare 5% NBA best bets generally priced at $35. You don't want to miss out on this two-for-one from our number two and one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.